Hello and welcome to another One Up Pod review. I am your host Chip, meaning there will be absolutely no two Ronnies bit this time around. Yeah. And I am, <laughs> if you haven't guessed already, joined by famed Donny Wahlberg hater Andy. Hello, fuckers. <laughs> and today we're looking at a somewhat controversial release, which has just had a next-gen console update. It's Cyberpunk 2077. Originally released in December 2020, Cyberpunk 2077 was a game with a train station full of hype behind it, being that it was developed by CD Projekt Red, famed for their success with the Witcher series. It arrived with a plethora of bugs, glitches and other assorted problems, leading to many, many, many poor reviews and an angry outcry from the fanbase. Now, this review is going to be of the latest patch update, whatever you want to call it, that's just been released for the next-gen consoles, rather than a deep dive into the game itself. But first, Andy, I know you played this on release, so tell us your experiences playing it on PC back in 2020, so long ago. It was very long ago, it feels like a different life, frankly. (laughs) Yeah, I got to review this early on PC, it was a pre-release when I was working for the Digital Fix. Uh, but a condition of getting it early was that there were no console keys being handed out. Like They were all being handed out day one, which was a very weird practice and Ooh. set a lot of alarm bells off. So I just thought, oh, fuck it, I'll go for the PC version. I don't. I just got a good PC, so I thought I, I should probably use it. <laughs> so I, I, was just, I was writing for an outlet that wasn't getting a lot of notice from the big publishers, but despite doing good numbers, it was still hard to get big reviews pre-release. A lot of the time, especially with such as like Sony games, we were always getting them day one, which meant I had to like knock out a review over the weekend, like very quick turnaround sort of thing. Luckily, I was pretty good at it. So, but yeah, I'd worked really, really fucking hard on the PR side of things to get review keys, like for all of my writers, not just me. Uh, yeah. I wasn't, but I wasn't really in a position to decline a really big review like this. On principles so i just had to i just accepted the conditions of the the embargo and all that but despite all of the murky conditions surrounding getting the key i did i loved the game i gave it a long glowing review with a 10 out of 10 score Ooh. Uh, i did include a caveat in the opening sentence that i was playing on a top of the range pc and that performance may vary i just didn't quite realize how much the performance was going to vary uh so the day of release <laughs> uh when a lot of the world were digging into the game and it was being met with like resounding disappointment, to put it mildly. I got a copy of the PlayStation 4 version as well, from a, an outstanding review request that I'd made ages ago before I switched to the PC version. So I was like, oh, I got another copy. I should probably try it to see how it compares. So yeah, I tried it. I got somewhere beyond the prologue. So um, Keanu's Johnny Silverhands had shown up at this point, but at that point I switched the game off. I uninstalled it. I had the PC version. It was very clear this game was not supposed to exist on the previous gen of consoles. It it just wasn't, really. The the scale of the game, the detail in the world, the atmosphere, the complexity of the combat system and the just the action sequences in general, you couldn't do all that at once on a regular PlayStation 4. It became very clear very quickly. Like The graphics often dipped to like PlayStation 3 levels. The Oof. streets were nearly barren of people. They had to like reduce the population of the city down quite a lot to make it run even like as 
good as they could, which wasn't very good in the first place. Because the load times were also a massive joke. There's like a sequence in the prologue when you rescue a young woman from some street thugs and you have to wait around for a militarised ambulance crew to show up to pick her up. On the PC, that was a really smooth, fluid sequence. It, it comes almost immediately. It really sold like the efficiency of the service and the idea that good healthcare was very much a luxury afforded to the wealthy. It was very much making a point about the world you were living in. Whereas on the PlayStation 4 version, I was stood around for a good couple of minutes waiting while the oh, game shit. loaded to the next strand of the scene. So it was more Jesus like I was Christ. living in, like, Tory Britain with the collapsing NHS. <laughs> and it's too real, man. It's too real. Yeah, it was bleak, yeah, but it wasn't the point the game was trying to make. So I felt, <laughs> yeah, I felt like I could tell just then that something was going to get lost in translation if you were playing it on console. And there was the transition when you get to a point in the prologue where it's cutting into the beginning of the game proper there's a transition that into the opening titles where like spoiler alert but it's very mild because this is the very start of the game but your character is shot in the head and it begins this like system reboot sequence on the screen and then the title sequence hits and that's like a very fluid thing on the pc on the playstation it cuts to a loading screen like a completely separate loading screen it really kills the momentum of the sequence it ruins the, the narrative intention of the scene like i could stomach a loss of graphical quality it was sort of expected to be compared to like a really good pc but like ruining the narrative flow of the game and killing action sequences was just a big no-no and was this a case of the console version or the not being able to kind of run this on the last gen as it is now or was there was this more of an issue with you know developers not being given enough time or anything like that i i think it's a mix of both but i don't i think they could have been given more time but I don't think they would. They, you could get this game polished up to a to a form that is representative of the game that they wanted to make. I don't think you could do that on the PlayStation. And I think that the developers okay. were handed a really shitty hand being yeah. forced to work with that that generation. It should have honestly waited like at least a good yeah another two years and developed it exclusively for PC and the new gen of consoles. It it wasn't yeah. fair on them. There's just there was just no way they could make the game they wanted to make on that hardware. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because it was a game that I was super excited for. Um, because you know everything we saw in the lead up just looked absolutely amazing. And you know my love for the Witcher game. So I had this pegged yeah. actually as the first game I was going to play on my PS5 when I eventually got it. Um, but um, I did, I was tempted to pick it up on PS4. But then it was on your advice that I actually waited. Uh, because it was constantly going into the sale for like twenty odd quid as well. But um, yeah, I was really glad that I waited to try it and not bother with the PS4 version. The PS4 version had a lot of problems. The PC version I played did have bugs, but nothing near as bad as I saw reported on the console. Like, nothing that mm. killed my buzz. There was the occasional, like, flicker of a T-pause while you were driving. It looked a bit strange. Uh, sometimes your penis was kind of clipping through your clothing for some reason. Um, well, we've all had that problem, I guess. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's it's a, just a common occurrence when you... Modern I'm sorry, life. officer, it's just a glitch, I promise. Yeah, it, it just... It's not, it was nothing that ruined my experience. Like I'll I'll take a funny bug. Like I'll just take that on the chin. Like it's per that's perfectly fine. It's like just look at our review of the GTA trilogy. Like bugs <laughs> that just it's fucking stupid are fine with me. I've played Skyrim so many times. It's fine as long as the game plays and doesn't break at any point. Yeah, that's the crucial difference, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's uh, it. You can handle things that are quite entertaining and just they add like this spontaneity to games sometimes. Just, yes. You know, I played a lot of the 2K WWE games, so I know all about this. The big difference between something that's hilarious and really upsetting and frustrating and game breaking. It's like you, like you mentioned just before, I did like as soon as the game came out, I was warning people 
but we're going to play it on console to wait for the next gen update because mm. I couldn't in good faith recommend anyone play the game in that state. I loved the game too much. I knew it was something like it was special to me and experiencing something so inferior, it's just it would be doing it a disservice and doing the developers a disservice. I'd liken it to watching like There Will Be Blood on a Game Boy. It, <laughs> it just, you just wouldn't do it. You, you should wait and see it in, a, in the format it was intended to be seen. Well, let's talk about the current state of Cyberpunk then, because they have just dropped this new update patch for the uh, new gen of consoles. Um, and how has the comparison been? And uh, well, this is what the review's about, right? Is the current state of the game. So where are we now? Yeah, um, I would say I, I still love cyberpunk after even after returning to it after all this time uh just a little bit about why i love the game the world building it's so rich and well thought out uh the city is so well designed like it's telling a story with every section you go to I, i'm a big fan of open world games unlike mm. bash i i very much appreciate <laughs> well thought out open world design i like how vertical it is compared to a lot of open world games there's a lot of uh, layers to the city i also like um just the atmosphere just like the blooming mega towers uh, the neon lights everywhere, the plumes of smoke and steam, the voice, like just the people walking around all like have these characters to them. It, it, it's the closest I've seen to like another game getting to like that GTA level where the city has a personality. It makes Night City feel like it's coming alive. And mm. obviously we're both big fans of CD Projekt Red, so the storytelling in the game is absolutely sensational. I haven't been like this gripped by a main campaign since maybe Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh wow. Uh, because like, CD Projekt Red, I think, are among the best RPG storytellers around, especially yeah. since like Bioware have fallen out of favour in recent years. I, I really like how it, it's, it brings in a lot of really interesting body horror ideas to the story, where your, your character's being infected by this old relic chip that contains the digital soul of an old world uh, terrorist called Johnny Silverhands, played by the GOAT. Keanu Reeves <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's got this really interesting ideas about losing yourself like some really scary uh, parallels to like Alzheimer's and things like that it gets very deep and dark and contemplative and it's it's a lot it's a lot more heavy duty than I was expecting from the people that made like the Witcher games even though the Witcher games have a lot of depth to them it's just a much more personal story uh, obviously Keanu Reeves is amazing I think it's one of the best performances he's ever done that dude stepped up like compare that to some shit like Kevin Spacey in Call of Duty the fucking Nancy prick. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, alleged, alleged Nancy prick. What's he gonna do? Send a fucking Christmas Day threat to me or something? I don't care. Well, as long as he doesn't make another fucking video, we'll be all right. We'll find out this Christmas coming soon. Yeah, but um, I, I love the game so much that I I've played it twice right after reviewing it. I very rarely play a game wow. more than once when I've reviewed it. Just the nature of reviewing, you have to basically move on as soon as you're done because there's always something coming up but i i really i was really really taken with it like even the like uh, side quests and stuff i that's another thing cd project that are amazing at i feel like this it's not as big a game as witcher 3 they have shortened it a lot so the main campaign has a much stronger momentum but there are some really good side quests they don't distract and they are of the quality of witcher 3 like bloody barren like levels some of them Oof, okay very, very like i'm a big fan of all those little micro narratives that are taking place amongst yeah the you, bigger you, you're selling it to me now big time <laughs> yeah I, i'm just i'm a big cd project red fan well fan of the developers the artists not necessarily management obviously uh, it's it's i i'm i love the game and has that grown with the with the update as well like what what's changed for you what's what have they improved on there so after the update i do think this the console version that i played on the playstation 5 looks as good if not better than the pc version on release and it just plays so much better as well 
Like, because I don't have a 4K TV, so I was playing in performance mode a lot of the time. But even in performance mode, the game looks really rich and gorgeous. It's, it loses the ray tracing, which is always a nice little detail, but that's really like, you know, that's just some neon reflection in a puddle or like glass reflecting the cityscape. It's, it's not that essential, whereas the game, and even in performance mode, it's got a lot of rich texture to it. It really helps you immerse you in that world. I know it's, there's far fewer bugs, like some, still some, but very, very minimal. And again, didn't find anything game breaking like I did when I played on the PlayStation 4 version. I think a lot of those have been ironed out. Some of them are just, it's just par for the course. When you've got a game of this scale, you're going to get mm. like, you're going to get some bugs along the way. Yeah. Yeah, so it was interesting for me because uh, I this was my first time actually playing the game, uh, and I need to state right off the bat that I haven't bought the game yet. With the recent update and sale, they offered a free five-hour trial with the game, and that is what I played. So my thoughts and my mini review here are going to be based on that very very small part of the game, like just beyond the prologue, really. Um, I, I I felt a little bit disappointed with how it looked, and now this is coming very much from a place where of privilege with how fucking pretty games are. Uh, everywhere at the moment and having just you know come from forbidden west which i think looks amazing and not getting very far within the game like i've just again just in the prologue and not very too far into it but i think the expectation was kind of sky high from seeing it a couple of years ago and to actually get my hands on it and maybe thinking oh maybe it hasn't quite blown my mind so you know that could be a little bit unfair especially considering forbidden west had like a year-ish or so on cyberpunk as well um, I didn't get too far into the story, obviously, but the, you've completely sold me on the story, and that is what I wanted to play the game for originally, was, you know, CD Projekt Red do have this amazing way of writing not just the main quest, but the side quests as well, and just how deep they can go, so I'm really, really excited to get uh, into more of those, um, the characters as well seem really interesting, I found the shooting was really satisfying, and the small amount yeah. of combat that I had was really fun. Um, and that's saying a lot because I hate first-person games on anything that isn't keyboard yeah. and mouse. So once I kind of got a bit used to the sticks again, uh, I enjoyed that. I did find the driving was a bit stiff and sluggish at first. Yeah. Um, but again, that might be something I get used to as we go along. Yeah, I, I agree 100% about the combat. I was really impressed with how much they took to that combat system because they spent most of their time making games in like third person. So the jump mm -hmm. into first person was it was a, it was an essential like creative choice to make the game work because you need that sense of like perspective and it needs to be altering and you, you need to be able to immerse yourself in these headspace and you can't do that yeah. in third person. You can't have that like alter of a perception with Johnny Silverhands infecting your mind and stuff if it's in a third person so they did a really good job of like adapting to that new aesthetic and the new player style yeah. I really like the RPG the way they incorporate RPG systems into that combat when you start to expand on it and the hacking especially becomes really helpful in combat just like frying someone's brain with a hack and then <laughs> shooting them like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to do that too much because I didn't have too many combat missions. Yeah. It got to the point where I had 10 minutes of the trial left. So I just started like gunning down the police on the street to try and get into some combat battles so I could try it for myself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I haven't really had a chance to explore outside of the little tutorial you get at the start of using all the different techniques in combat. And it, it felt a bit overwhelming, but I didn't have that time to kind of get into it, you know. Um, so that's one thing I'm looking forward to, to eventually getting into when I play the game. 
Um, I did have a couple of glitches uh, when I was playing the trial. So there was a point where there was an NPC that had merged with my car and just became, you know, like car man. Yeah. And like when I got in to drive away, just everyone in the all the NPCs in the area just went mental and just running around screaming. <laughs> so I guess they they were a bit afraid of car man. Um, <laughs> and then there was another point where I shared this on Twitter where I was just driving, I was just pulling along in my car, and I slightly clipped a van. And I just went pff, yeah. like spiraling off <laughs> down the road. That that was amazing. It really caught me off guard and made me laugh yeah. a lot. Um, but that just goes back to what we were saying earlier about how a glitch can be really fun if it's not, you know, game break or anything like that. It wasn't like every single time I hit a car, I was off down the road. But yeah, yeah that was that was really fun to see. I remember um, when I was playing Witcher 3, I found a bunch of like guards stood, they were clustered so close together that their horses looked like a human centipede sound effect. <laughs> So like it was just one of those things that even in The Witcher Three, there's like these weird little. You can't make a game of that scale without expecting something to break at one point or over. over. It was well, mate, it was just funny though. Like it's just one of those things. Like Carman sounds very much like a cousin to like human centipede horse. <laughs> Maybe there's just a developer there that's just got this weird fetish for this sort of thing. Yeah, just like horrible amalgamations. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna probably stop in. doing yeah, that. There we go. <laughs> whatever the polish version of nigel is it's him <laughs> i think um ultimately the trial it didn't do enough to make me want to purchase it right away yeah uh and but again this is because i was playing it a few days before forbidden west so that was a big factor um but i do think that when i finish that and this game does go on sale again for 20 pounds or less i will pick it up yeah uh, because i i just i'd love all that storytelling so I, I will play it at some point and hopefully before then we'll get some more updates as well it's it's i find it weird that they did a five hour preview i feel like by the, that point the game's just it's just getting started there's a lot of like adjustment to the whole world and mm. easing yourself into it and it's like with red dead redemption 2 you couldn't do a five hour preview of that and expect oh, God, it to no. sell somebody on it but if you, the deeper you get into it and the way it plays and the story and all that stuff, that's when it starts to pull you in. But it's something that you have to, you just have to give your time to it. And for yeah. a long time, the game's not been accessible to anybody in a functional way. So <laughs> you can't really blame them for not wanting to give it a try. And it is going to yeah. very much be the case of they'll wait for sale and wait for all the expansions to come out because it's it's a really good game, but its reputation is in mud and it needs to it needs to take time to, like, reach a place where there's a reappraisal that's possible because i do mm-hmm. think that more people get into it and if take the time to get to grips with it that more people will start to see it as a really good game yeah oh i hope oh, so and I, hope. Oh, I, I had one more thing like while we're talking about the preview thing obviously you used the uh, character creator i did yeah um i just I this i asked this for most people that have played it um how did you style your pubes <laughs> well unfortunately i didn't get into the pube so to speak oh, no. uh because it was only five hours i just hit random a few times okay. um, yeah. when, when i play the game properly i will spend a hundred years on the pubes don't you worry about it but <laughs> yeah for now i just hit random because um when i do play it again i will start the game again from yeah. scratch That's this was fair. very much a, just sort of uh, a practice run so no practice pubes for me this time but i i, I mean clearly you're very enthusiastic about the pubes i was so yeah. i'd like to hear how you've styled yours um when i first played the game i styled them in like a lightning bolt nice because, because like, the flash yeah because i feel like yeah. and i did that every time i created a new character no matter what the gender was it was a lightning bolt because why have oh. hamburger when you can have steak so <laughs> but they changed I don't that, that. <laughs> <laughs> i don't get that analogy like what what was the hamburger of pubes uh, just any other pubes the steak <laughs> is the lightning bolt why, why would you settle for less 
Uh, well, they've, they've can't argue with the, that. They've changed the lightning bolts now in this version. I think it's more like a, a crown of lightning bolts rather than just one oh. lightning bolt pointing down oh. to the, the Thunderdome, what you want to call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but I'm not sure... I, it's going to take a while for me to get used to that change. I think that's one of my main criticisms of the new update. <laughs> they changed the pubes a bit too much for my liking. Well, this feeds in very nicely to my uh, next question, because I don't feel I'm in a position to give it a fair score out of 10. But given your uh, you know, experience with the game um, and you know, with that pube bombshell or lightning bolt, uh, what would you be giving the update of Cyberpunk uh, 2077 out of 10? And has that score changed from when you last played it? Oh, I'm... Gonna first, I'm gonna get into some stuff first before I get to the score because this, okay. this whole thing, this this game has been following me around like a fucking storm cloud for like two years at this point. Like a lightning bolt. Yeah, like a lightning bolt made of pubes. Uh, but yeah, um, in 2020, um, after the game came out, I, I wrote an article for Digital Fix trying to rationalise the console releases a little bit, like saying it was bring it was a return of that great gulf between PC and console gaming. I was kind of downplaying how bad the console versions were a little. And I will admit now that I was doing that out of frustration because there were a lot of insinuations around like calling me a shill for giving the game a rave review on release. Like The game I played was a 10 out of 10. That uh, I, start, I stood by that at the time, but I was very much reflecting with that article. Uh, the reality was that I couldn't see myself playing the PlayStation 4 version. I was recommending, as I said before, anyone that wanted to play on console to wait. Uh, I felt very invested in the whole thing because, like, at the start of 2020, I'd started my like started becoming a video game critic for the Digital Fix. It's kind of weird. I haven't picked up on this before, like, until recently. But uh, I got my first review code, like, on Valentine's Day 2020, and like a year later, we're releasing the first episode of this podcast. So it just <laughs> feels like that day is very much tied to my like work in the video <laughs> games media. That's a bit weird because obviously before. Like this year, I wasn't doing anything else on Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, perpetually single for a long time. Anyway, I started early 2020 covering any old shit I got my hands on. I was always happy to do it because I feel like if you want to be a good critic, you need a willingness to try anything, be willing to give it a fair chance, move out of your comfort zone. I was just taking anything to get my experience. By May, I was running... I was getting all of the AAA assignments. I was, uh, I'd become the editor of the gaming section. I was handling the PR side of things. That's a lot of hard work, pitching and selling yourself to companies that don't need to give you the time of day, especially on a, an outlet that's not like IGN or anything like that. But Cyberpunk, there was some places that were really nice, like Nintendo were great, Bandai Namco were great, Sony weren't. I mean, they, they'd listen to you, but they would never give you something early. They were a bit off about that. But Cyberpunk was the game I wanted to get at the end of the year. I like, feel like that bit, the big cap off to my the really productive year in like my first year in video game media sort of thing. By that point, the end of my the end was in sight for my time as a critic. It felt like there was new owners coming in for the digital fix, and they were pivoting towards TV and movie and getting rid of the video game section. And I didn't have the credentials or the length of experience to get a job anywhere else. I did get some encouraging rejections from like PC gamer and stuff. It felt like I wasn't going to find somewhere else where I could do this level of work. So getting Cyberpunk pre-release was a big deal. It felt like a testament to how hard I'd been working. Weirdly enough, it was the 50th review I'd written that year. It felt like a really perfect like end to my time as a critic, at least that year anyway, because that was a crazy fucking year. I loved the game on release. Uh, when I'd finished my playthrough, scheduled my review, I went right back into play as a different character. 
So I was I was really bummed out when I saw that a lot of other people weren't getting the experience I had, and it. it it kind of, I will admit, it hurt my feelings when the insinuations that I was a shill started to creep in. I saw it online just from people that weren't, didn't know me, they weren't really familiar with me, and I got, like, I did get vibes like that from fellow writers that I was working with, that I was fucking full of shit for giving it a good review. Just, I was paid off or something like that. I was not paid off. I wish, wish people would give me money to do this shit. <laughs> uh, it did shake my confidence and my fire for uh, video game analysis a little bit. Because uh, there's one thing I really prided myself on as a reviewer, it was my sincerity. So it felt like that was being called into question, and I, I started to doubt my abilities. If people said thought that about me, obviously I wasn't uh, conveying myself well enough in my writing. The, the whole shit show has just been hanging over me like a lot over the years. Uh, this new update feels like closure for me. The version that I saw on the PlayStation 5, that's very much like the game that I reviewed in Praise to High Heaven. It's actually better because they've got, I mean, they've still got the bug, the, the amusing bugs, but a lot of stuff's been ironed out. It performs a lot better. It moves so smoothly. Now all the unplayable game-breaking shit's gone, and what is left is this really compelling sci-fi body horror saga that's, like, contemplative and exciting and weird, and it's got really good action and really interesting RPG systems and one of my favourite open-world maps since, like, anything Rockstar did. Outside of anything Rockstar did, this is basically one of my favourite open worlds. It's got a lot of competition right now, obviously. Horizon Forbidden West has come out and that game blows it away in terms of visuals because that game was developed in a healthy way of, and it was <laughs> intended for, like, primarily designed for next-gen consoles. It wasn't, like... It feels like this Cyberpunk was always holding itself back a bit by trying to make itself function on the previous gen. So it never got to be as good looking as it could be. I still think it's a really nice, just a really beautiful world. Uh, there's just a lot of, it just feels like an, a living, breathing city to me. I feel like I'm walking the streets. It just, there's a lot of texture to it that I really appreciate. But it's it's hard to, it's hard to recommend like you jump into it if you've got other options right now. I do think it's still a 10 out of 10. I still think it's like one of my favorite games I've played in years primarily because of the storytelling and just how CD Projekt Red are really good at like incorporating RPG elements into games. The management side of things, they did a massive disservice to the game by releasing it the way they did. It needed a lot more time in development, it needed to skip the previous gen entirely. It felt like they were just appeasing fucking shareholders rather than doing what's right for the game and the gamer. You can never really let them go for that because they, they did fuck up entirely and they just brought on a shit ton of unfair criticism to the developers. They got a lot of harassment that they didn't deserve. They were working their damned hardest to make a game and they made, I feel like they made a really good game and this update is the closest that game's got to representing their vision, I think. It's, it's the game I defended so ardently in 2020. I'm very happy that it's in a state that I can play now on my PlayStation 5 because I, I just prefer playing on consoles if I can. I, I do think it's, yeah, 10 out of 10, st stunningly immersive RPG, great storytelling from one of the best studios working in the genre today. Big recommendation on the condition that you don't have anything else new coming out. Like, if you if you want to play for, uh, Forbidden West or Elden Ring, I would wait for a sale on 2077 if you can yeah and it's been in the sale so much that i think it will be again so oh, i think it'll definitely be, there'll yeah. be opportunities to, and i think it's in the sale until like the second of march or something like that at yeah. the moment as well um and while i can't really fairly give this you know game a 10 out of 10 or any sort of 
score at the moment, I would just like to say thank you for telling your story and your journey when it comes to uh, you know game criticism and how cyberpunk fits into that. So I am going to shave my pubes in the form of a heart just for that story alone. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, we hope you liked this review. <laughs> Do come and tell us your thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077. Maybe don't tell us the shape of your pubes. That might be a bit too personal. You can tell um, me. It's fine. We can tell Andy. You can absolutely tell Andy. Uh, if you want to talk about Cyberpunk, you can come and tell us on our social medias. Uh, we are one up pod everywhere. That's one UPP odd. Thank you. And if you've got pubes on the brain, um, where can they find you, Andy? Uh, I am at truly underscore defective on Twitter. And that's about it. <laughs> And I'm at the Chip Thompson and Chip Thompson Thumbs on Twitch if you want to come and follow me there. You can also come and check out our website, which is oneuppod.com. I get really excited about telling people about that. So I'm really glad we can do that every time we record a thing now yeah. um, because Andy has done so much hard work on the site. It looks really great. New content has been added to it. And yeah, come check it out because it is excellent. And if you are in the process of checking things out, why not come and leave us a like and a review on your podcasting platform of choice? And don't forget to subscribe as well. Um, this helps us out immeasurably and it's a really really easy way to give back to the pod if we've managed to entertain you at all in the past 12 months and however long we've been doing this it's um such a simple way just to come and say thanks and we'd really really appreciate that the next time you hear from us will be in episode 13 of the main podcast where we're discussing the gaming crash of 1983 and until then don't forget to boot up jack in uh hack the system yeah fuck it just get a life (laughs) and play video games